Hi everyone, welcome back to our cozy moment of hanging out. Today I'm gonna talk about the second author, writer, thinker that has influenced my new book and my life and my writings. If you didn't listen to the previous episode, I encourage you to go back and start there. I'm starting like a little bit of a new series and the previous episode was the first episode of that. So I'm sort of introducing you to why I am doing this. So go back and listen to that if you didn't yet. I'm talking about the book The Unbearable Lightness of Being by Milan Kundera. Today I'm going to introduce you to a man called Jack Kerouac. Jack Kerouac was a decadent man in many ways, but I do not care. He is one of the most influential writers in my life. Not just his books, but the way that he presented a way to live out a life. I grew up in a city, in a country, in a family that gave me one version of a life. They showed me one version of a life. And Jack Kerouac was one of the first writers that I discovered who told me, no, 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 no. There is another way to live out a life. Actually, there are many ways to live out a life. And I'm going to tell them to you, explain them to you through my books. He opened up a door for me, showed me that you can't live out your life in whatever way makes sense to you. So anyway, I want to introduce him and his life and his thoughts and his lifestyle to you guys. Talk about some of his most popular books, I would say. Some of them are not so popular, but they are the books that I love the most. And I hope that you you find some sort of intrigue to read his books or just lose yourself in another person's life for a bit. Um, yeah, he has in inspired me so much. So hopefully he can inspire you too. So let's start with a little bit of background. Jack Kerouac was born in 1922 in Massachusetts. He grew up in a working class family and this is important. So remember that. He attended Columbia University, where he met several other writers who would later become a part of the Beat Generation. The Beat Generation, for those of you who don't know, is the generation that might have influenced me the most when it comes to how I write. We have Charles Bukowski, Allen Ginsberg, Jack Kerouac, and a lot of other writers, but these really are the, the, writings, the writers and the writing style that I think, I mean, I actually don't know, you you probably know this better than me, but I think that these are the writers I have been inspired by the most when it comes to this writing style. Anyway, Kerouac's writing was heavily influenced by his own experiences as well as by his travels across the United States and, and Mexico. His travels and his wandering lifestyle, as you will learn, is why Jack Kerouac was so influential for me. Kerouac's philosophy was based on the idea of living authentically and embracing the freedom that comes with being on the road. He believed in experiencing life in the moment 
and rejecting the conformity of mainstream society. If you listen to my previous episode about the unbearable lightness of being, there is a character in that book that I talked about called Sabina, who also rejected society and ordinary ways of doing things. And I told you that I can relate to that character. And naturally, I relate to any character who sort of has put him or herself a little bit outside of society, because that's what I feel like I have been doing. Uh, But we're going to circle back to that. Kerouac's books were deeply personal, reflecting his own struggles and search for meaning in his life. His experiences on the road and with the Dharma bombs led him to embrace Buddhism, which also became a major influence in his later works. So again, I don't want to put myself into everything that I say here, but why I I love sharing these writers with you guys is that it's not just about reading a book. I have always loved reading a book and then learning about the author behind the book. Let's say On the Road, right? It's it's one of the most famous books by Kerouac. You can read just the book and be fine with that. But you can also ask, who wrote this book? Who is that person? And how much of this book is a direct reflection of this author? And then you you learn things about the author. How did this author become who he or she is? And so with, with Jack Kerouac, I studied him and his life. And I learned that he was uh, a searcher. He was searching for what it means to live a good life, what it means to be free, what it means to be happy. And he discovered spirituality and Buddhism and Eastern philosophy. And if you don't know yet, I discovered philosophy, like the Eastern philosophies and yoga, the yogic lifestyle in my early 20s and even went away and did a yoga teacher training and really dove into it. And these authors like Strindberg and Jack Kerouac and Joseph Campbell and some other philosophers, their books led me to learn about their lives, which led me to think, hmm, all my favorite writers seem to be interested in spirituality. I should probably take a look at that. You see, that's why it's so cool to learn about authors' lives and not just their books, but their lives, because these are smart freaking people. And if they seem to have a red thread, they're all talking about something specific maybe you should go read up on that you know anyway Kerouac's writing style is characterized by a spontaneous stream of consciousness approach he often wrote in long uninterrupted sentences that were meant to capture the energy and rhythm of spoken language His writing was also heavily influenced by jazz improvisation, with the rhythms and cadences of his sentences echoing the music he loved. Kerouac believed that the truest form of writing was one that was unedited and came directly from the heart. So again, this stream of consciousness writing style, that's where I would place myself, even though I think I floated away from that a little bit with my last two books or so but that is also a beat generation thing i also think a lot of our contemporary spoken word poets still write stream of consciousness and basically what that means is 
you let your fingers type as you're thinking and feeling. You don't stop yourself to put a punctuation anywhere. You just, it's like this free flow of words and thoughts and you're just letting all of it come out and be documented on the page. And there it is. It's like this storm of thoughts. And I love that. I love reading it. I love writing it. And yeah, I, I mean, if you haven't heard of that term before, just do a quick Google search and you're going to get so many beautiful writers that, that write with this style. Also, how much do we love that he said that he was influenced by jazz improvisation? Now, when I first heard this, I mean, that's also a characteristic of the beat generation. The way that they wrote was very rhythmical. They wrote freely, however they felt was right in the moment, you know, and I don't know, I just, I just love that. Okay, let's talk about Kerouac's philosophy, especially life philosophy. His life philosophy was shaped by his experiences of poverty and marginalization in his youth. He grew up in a French-Canadian working-class family and experienced discrimination and economic hardship. These experiences made him question the values of mainstream American society and look for alternative ways of living. He rejected consumerism, materialism and conformity and embraced the freedom and spontaneity of bohemian lifestyle. Kerouac believed in the importance of living in the moment and experiencing life fully without being tied down by social norms and expectations. He saw his own life as a kind of art form and his writing as a way of capturing the beauty and intensity of his experiences. His philosophy of spontaneous prose emphasized the importance of following the natural rhythm and flow of the mind, rather than imposing rigid structures or rules. So again, I, I think there's such a clear theme with all the writers that I ever felt a connection to. They have all in some way been seeking freedom, even if it's freedom from society, freedom from how you're supposed to be living a life, freedom from how you're supposed to be in a relationship, how you're supposed to be working. I always find comfort in people who want to find their own ways of living. And Kerouac was a master at that. Kerouac's interest in Buddhism began in the 1950s when he was introduced to the Zen teacher, and here I cannot say his name, you guys, Nyogen Senzaki. I think that's it. Kerouac was drawn to Buddhism's emphasis on impermanence, non-attachment, and mindfulness, and saw it as a way of embracing the transience and uncertainty of life. He also became friends with Gary Snyder, who was a Zen practitioner and a scholar of Buddhism. Snyder introduced Kerouac to the poetry of Han Shan and other Chinese Zen masters and helped him deepen his understanding of Buddhist philosophy. Gary Snyder, if you haven't heard his name before, he's an other writer that I love. He wrote a lot about the wild, the free land, living distanced from industrial 
systems and taking care of yourself and of your land. Um, very beautiful writings. Kerouac's experiences with Buddhism influenced his writing and his way of living. He saw his writing as a form of spiritual practice. He sought to express the insights and wisdom he had gained through his Buddhist studies through his books. He has a beautiful novel called The Dharma Bums, which explores his interest in Buddhism. And also, the book is a beautiful documentation of his friendship with Snyder and other beat writers. And again, they were all interested in Eastern philosophy. And The Dharma Bums is a beautiful little memoir, kind of fictional memoir, but still. Okay, let's talk about Kerouac's nomadic living. He was known for his love of travel and his nomadic lifestyle. He traveled extensively throughout the United States, Mexico and Europe, often living hand to mouth and taking odd jobs to support himself. Kerouac believed that travel was essential to his writing, as it allowed him to experience new people and places and to gain a deeper understanding of the world. His experiences of nomadic living also influenced his philosophy of impermanence and his rejection of materialism. Kerouac saw the fleeting nature of travel as a reflection of the impermanence of life itself. He rejected the idea of settling down and accumulating possessions, seeing them as distractions from the true beauty and meaning of life. Ah, oh, have you ever related to anything more than that? <laughs> I have to read it again. He rejected the idea of settling down and accumulating possessions, seeing them as distractions from the true beauty and meaning of life. Hell yeah. Kerouac believed in the importance of living in the present moment and of finding joy and wonder in the small things in life, such as a sunset, a cup of coffee, or a conversation with a friend. Okay, let's dive into some of his most popular books, but actually I have chosen the books that I like the most. <laughs> so I'm gonna just name three books. I think that these three books are the ones that I would personally gift you if I could. I think if you read these three books, you have a great first little moment with Kerouac. The very first one is On the Road, also the most famous one. This is a classic published in 1957. This is, I would say, the Bible for all nomads, for all on-the-road livers, people who want to take on the world, who want to consider themselves global citizens, who don't want one house, one address, one home. People who value experiences more than possessions. Because, again, I mean, Jack Kerouac talked all the time about possessions will distract you from seeing what's actually in front of you, which is the world, which is an experience, which is the beauty of the moment. And I think for me, that's what On the Road represents. It represents how little you need to be happy. Okay, the second one is The Dharma Bums. This book was published in 1958, and this is a semi-autobiographical novel that follows Kerouac, but he has 
presented himself as the character Ray. We're following Ray as he explores Buddhism and Zen philosophy in California. The book, I would say, is about spirituality and how connection to nature leads to spirituality and the search for what enlightenment actually is. It's a um, slow-paced, beautiful reflection on life, I would describe it as. Then lastly, I would suggest that you read Big Sur. This was published in 1962. This is also a semi-autobiographical novel that tells the story of Kerouac's mental breakdown during a stay in a cabin in Big Sur, California. It's a really um, raw and harsh presentation of mental illness, addiction, and together with that comes the search for meaning in life. This book, compared to his other, the other two books that I, I recommend to you, this book is way more emotional. Um, on the road and uh, the Dharma bums, I wouldn't say that they are emotional so much as reflective, while Big Sur is very, uh, yeah, raw and emotional and uh, real. It's it's a it's a real book, yeah, but but very very beautiful as well. With this little background on Kerouac, I find it's very fun to think about how would these old thinkers feel about today's life, today's society. Very often I, again, these are the people that I have learned from the most in life. They are my mentors and my teachers. And sometimes I find myself in today's society with influencers and and followers and plastic operations everywhere and everyone has the same lips and I just sometimes feel like this is not my era like this is not my time I relate to old men and women who wrote many years ago and who are no longer alive and either way I sometimes reflect on if someone like Kerouac was alive today what would he do would he still be preaching his philosophy and living like he did back then how would he try to speak to the kardashians that's what i <laughs> this is what i'm thinking about every day i don't know what you guys think about <laughs> this is what i wonder but i also think you know in today's world where we have social media and like digital connections dominates our lives. I mean, they they control us totally. The idea then of being a drifter, which is what Kerouac was, which is what I consider myself, and I guess what we today call a nomad, maybe a digital nomad. But I mean, this is where it started, being a digital nomad. It, it started like with Jack Kerouac. He, I mean, there were other people being a drifter before him but that's how it started it started with people living a bohemian lifestyle trying to break the structures of society living a life of impermanence actually not trying to create permanent things like a permanent home but every day seeing what life could be today i think today more than ever 
that lifestyle to me is very noble and very honorable because it's so opposite of how the society is drawing us in, right? And to me, this is this is really the core of Kerouac's philosophy. It's about rejecting mainstream values and the expectations society has on us. And instead, maybe choosing to live a life of authenticity and with that I mean what's authentic to you so like let's say to me to me this is my ideal right so I'm just gonna share it with you and you laugh if, if you want to I have never done one single brand deal on my Instagram for example that to me is being inauthentic for me not that other people do it but if I would do it I would not be authentic to how I believe I should live my life. Because I am not living my values. I don't want you guys to buy anything. I, I don't want to share a product on my Instagram, get money for that and make you buy something. I don't want you to buy anything. I want you to sell everything you own and go out and explore life. That's really what I want you to know. And I would love for you to buy my books, but if you can't afford them, fuck it. You don't need to buy my books. You can listen to this podcast for free. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's such a small, stupid example, but it is a good example. What is authentic to you? And even if what's authentic to you means that you are breaking out of normal, like what society calls normal today, that's honorable to me. That's noble to me. Lastly, I want to say, uh, go back to, you know, I mentioned that Kerouac believed that possessions distracts you from seeing what's in front of you. Again, this is what we today call minimalism. It started with these people back in the days who said, I don't want your stuff. I want a life. I don't want a career. I'm going to take whatever job I can find on the road so I can keep moving and keep having a great life. W whatever that means to them, right? Many people today, you know, like the minimalism movement grew because people started realizing that true happiness doesn't come from accumulating more things, but from living a life full of memories and connections. And Again, I, I just I just love thinking about if Kerouac was alive today, he would probably look at these minimalism marketers and be like, you guys, this is old news. <laughs> this is old news to me. I think I'm going to end it there. Um, there's so much to dive into with Jack Kerouac, but there is nothing that can, you know, make you understand him better than just reading his books so pick up on the road or the dharma bumps um i would say read the dharma bumps or on the road before big sur because big sur is a little bit different but if you do please let me know what you think about those books and if you enjoyed this episode if you got anything out of it and thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of my little cozy hang time with you guys i love you so much bye <laughs>